This episode of the Kutu Muay Thai Podcast is brought to you by PMTLifestyle.com, authentic Muay Thai lifestyle by Kutu. Definitely go check out the website at PMTLifestyle.com for some awesome lifestyle merchandise that's for those of you out there either involved in Muay Thai, looking at getting involved in Muay Thai, and embrace a healthier lifestyle to live the life of Nak Muay. Go check it out. So what cop, and welcome to this episode of the Kutu Muay Thai Podcast. We're getting close to episode 100. I'm very excited for that. Uh, today, what we're going to be talking about, I had a special guest at the Ventura Academy stop through. One championship superstar, Janet Todd, and the current one championship kickboxing atom weight world champion. Uh, she's fought the who's who in Muay Thai. Uh, was able to steal a quick moment from her. And um, I, I'll let the, the segment do the talking on that. Also, after that, we're going to go over how to approach a sparring partner who spars too hard. It's something that we commonly see here, uh, where in just in the Muay Thai community in general. That's what I mean by here. All right? So stay tuned. So it's uh, August 18th. We're in Ventura, California at Muay Thai Ventura. And uh, the, her coach called her a Muay Thai addict. is coming to the gym. Uh, Miss Janet Todd. Uh, so, you have, how long ago was your last fight? Uh, it was July 22nd. July 22nd, so it's, it's like three weeks. Isn't it close to four weeks? Four weeks now, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, and uh, who did you fight on that? Uh, Laura Fernandez. Laura Fernandez. I was, key, I was thinking Alicia Rodriguez. I was no, thinking, no, no. That's nice. <laughs> no um, you know, I, I know I kind of just put you on the spot for this, but it's really cool to see an American athlete get up to like a high level like that so what would you say for somebody who's like a kid a young girl that's just getting involved in muay thai oh man i wish i started when i was young um but i would say is i know things might seem difficult but it took me years and years to even learn how to kick hard enough (laughs) so i'd say you know look at it as a fun a fun problem that you got to solve every day and learn to get better, even just a little bit, little bits at a time. Awesome. And then for you, uh, I have to ask you, I ask a lot of people this, uh, left kick or right kick? Left kick. Left kick all day. I agree <laughs> with you. Awesome. Well, Brian ingrained that in me, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's because he's smart and he knows. That's why. He knows. Yeah, Brian but, knows. So for, for those that don't know, why is, why is left kick king or queen? Uh, well, okay, it depends on who you're going with. Yeah. If you're orthodox like I am, and I, yeah. I typically, you know, go against an orthodox, your left kick lines up perfectly, and it's the first weapon that you throw as they come in and close distance. So, and it's harder to see than mm-hmm. a right kick from an orthodox to orthodox. Yeah, and it's less expected too, because it's like it's not your quote unquote dominant leg, right? Or yeah, for some reason, a lot of people like the right side. So, I guess yeah, in that. Maybe just like dom- people feel like they're more dominant with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, thank you, and, and good luck on your next fight. Thank you. Yeah. Just an overall awesome opportunity to catch up with Janet, senior come up through amateur rankings here in California, and really flourish out into uh, being who she is now. Uh, never had a chance to sit down and actually like talk to her and formally 
introduce each other. So uh, shout out to her coach, Brian Popejoy. It's funny, he reached out, like I said in the interview, and was like, oh, I have a Muay Thai addict that needs to come train while they're in the area. So um, talks about the, uh, you know, I guess what it takes to be at that level and to stay consistent like that. Uh, definitely takes something special. So uh, going into our next segment here, this is something that, you know, I hear either people who are newer to sparring, uh, especially as two new students sparring together, going through like sparring drills, things of that nature. Also, it's a very common thing I see in like the Muay Thai community discord, just throughout the Muay Thai community in general is approaching a sparring partner who goes too hard or spars too hard, right? So let me, let me say this first is that there's a reason why people are at a Muay Thai training facility, right? There's a lot of different reasons. Everybody usually has a different reason. But when it comes into sparring, there should be a, a basically two goals. One, to make your partner get better, and two, to make yourself get better. So in order to do that, it takes control and self-control. This comes into a skill that martial arts helps develop. If I'm sparring and my instructor tells me, hey, we're going 50% speed and 10% power, right? And someone hits me, you know, maybe it feels harder than 10%. I want to know what you think would be the correct thing to do. I'll leave a pause here for a second. All right, so it's very important when you have that happen. Again, they're there to learn martial arts and self-control. You let them know, say, hey, did you know that you hit me? Like, I feel like that's harder than 10%. Can you show me what 10% feels like? And that way, when they go, have them tone it down. Be like, hey, all right, softer, softer. All right, that's 10% right there. All right, and they can do the same for you too and be open to it because this is how you build trust with your training partners. What you'll see, a tendency is someone gets hit, they're like, oh, that's harder than 10%. Next thing you know, they they hit them harder, right? So the person who was hitting you hard might not even realize that they were hitting harder than 10% because they're still learning that self-control. So it's very important that you have these conversations and you have structured sparring like this within your training program. Hey, we're going to go up to 80% speed and 20% power. And and let each other, like, leg kick each other what 20% feels like. You know, throw a punch to the body at what 20% feels like. That way you learn the control, right? And when they start, if it starts escalating at all, just say, hey, you know, we're going a little hard. Um, sorry, did I hit you hard? Or hey, um, did you feel like I was hitting you too hard? Uh, I want to tone it down a little bit. So if I'm hitting you too hard, please let me know. All right? Just kind of like a pre-frame on your sparring because... A lot of times I see it, people have the ego where they'll get hit by them. Like, okay, I'm going to hit them back just as hard. Like, oh, they must be doing it on purpose, right? But the reality is they just don't know. And it's funny because if I'm at like a, you know, we have like an open sparring, I'll have people come up to me and they'll both come up to me like individually and say, oh, uh, you know, let's, we'll, use two, we'll use Bob and Ryan, right? Oh, Bob hit me too hard. Uh, during sparring and then Ryan will come up like man I don't know what happened I was just sparring with Ryan and uh, I hit him and he, he hit me back really hard and I don't know why it's like this could have easily been solved had they both just talked to each other it's funny the kids don't tend to have this issue like in our kids program but grown adults do so and I have a strong suspicion that that comes down to the ego we develop as adults and I want to normalize those conversations so that way people can get better 
for the long term. You should be able to spar every day, right? But if somebody's just, if you guys just keep escalating and you're turning into just like a banger of a sparring session, it's never going to turn out good. So you have to take that responsibility. And if there's somebody that's always escalating, like, and you're not telling them, they may not even know it, okay? So if it's getting to the point where, you know, you have to talk to your coach about it, you know, it, you need to have those things like, hey, I, yeah, I told them multiple times, you know, and your coach should be obviously supervising, asking if that's okay, like if the level of sparring is okay and, and going from there. But it's also important for you to take that responsibility on yourself as well to say, hey, this is too hard for me. And not be like upset about it. It's like, hey, I don't want to, this isn't what I'm looking to get out of my training. Because again, you want them to get better and you want to get better yourself. So if you don't want to be there, then there's one aspect missing there. You're not getting better. All right. And for them, you're not getting better too. So it's very, very important because that's what's going to make you have better sparring partners. We didn't have Muay Thai in Ventura County uh, before. So we had to build our sparring partners. We had to build our training partners. And this is the, one of the best ways I found to do it. And you have to have those conversations. They're not easy conversations I have all the time because they're like people you really like, you know, and they're not trying to be dicks. But the thing is, it, by just trying to keep the peace, you're actually making things worse. So it's very important that you mention that, okay? Uh, obviously, if it becomes an issue, tell, tell your coach. But it has to be in a way that's like, hey, I, I tried talking to them. And you have to sit down and, and talk with the other person as well because by that point, they might not even remember what happened, right? That way you guys can work together. They're not like, oh, um, Bob t said uh, you're sparring too hard, Ryan. Uh, you got to stop. And then next thing you know, it's like, wait, what? I don't even remember sparring Bob. Or, hey, he hit me harder or whatever it is. And it turns into he said, she said thing. It's better just to talk it out, all right? Again, this is a very, very common thing I see happen. I've been doing this for a long time. And it's that I've seen stuff escalate that could have easily been resolved by people having an adult conversation with each other when it happens and nip it in the butt, all right? Very, very important when it comes into uh, approaching your sparring partner who goes too hard, all right? Uh, again, I always put this, I put this in our um, fight team notes actually for our rules is broken bodies are hard pressed to fight, especially in broken brains do not heal. All right, so if you are all banged up and you have to go fight at a tournament or compete at a tournament, good luck getting through the tournament because you're having to compete multiple times. You're going to get banged up more during the tournament, right? In a brain, we're learning more and more about the issues with concussive injuries, uh, CTE, traumatic brain injuries. So those things don't really heal. They don't heal as of yet. Hopefully one day we're able to change that, but it's important for you to know that as well. So... I want you to think about going into sparring as well. So if I'm a competitor and I think I have to spar, and I see this cycle happen all the time, two years in, people feel like they have to spar harder to get better. And that's not the case, all right? What it is, you're trying to compensate for something that you're missing in your training, whether it be you focusing on your shadow boxing, focusing on your techniques, focusing on your clinching. You can clinch hard, no problem. There's no head contact there, all right? But when it comes into sparring, and I see it, like I said, time and time again, there's like a cycle. Two years in, everybody thinks they have to start sparring hard. I went through that cycle, all right? I learned this by seeing others go through it. And I want to save you the, not only the brain cells, but also the headache and just the issues that can be from 
those types of sparring sessions, all right? If you are competing, of course, there's a time and a place for harder sparring, but it's planned uh, and you only want to reserve it for certain times and with certain people, all right? If you have an everyday person that you're sparring with as a competitor and it's a general population student, someone's trained for fun, fitness, self-defense, you want to be able to train with them. They're your training partners day in and day out. They're the ones that are here, right? There's not always, there's like a very small percentage of people that actually compete. So it's important that you take care of these people who are coming in to learn like this because they're also your training partners. They're, they help you get better. They are the bodies that help you get better. They're part of that scenario. Like I said, when you spar, you're there for yourself to get better and for your partner to get better. So you want to help lift them up. They're going to help you get better in some aspect as well, even if they are not technically on the same level. But with enough practice and keeping them injury free, you will have long-term training partners that can help you out. All right. So it's very, very important uh, message for anybody out there that's listening. And again, it's something you, you really have to uh, be aware of and understand the whole grand scheme of it. Because if you are a fighter or a competitor and you're just hurting the everyday people that are coming in sparring, one, your coach is probably going to be pissed off at you. Two, those people are never going to want to spar with you. And you're not going to have any sparring partners. Next thing you know, no one wants to spar with me or no one wants to spar hard with me, whatever it is. It's like, because oh, you don't have the self-control to spar light when it's time to do technical sparring. All right. We can do more escalated sparring when it's agreed upon. It's something that's mutual, it's consented to by everybody that's doing it. Right. Uh, I find this again. It's it's interesting. It's this is uh, this is around the world issue uh, in combat sports. So save the gym wars for in the brain cells for when you're actually competing. All right. Um, it's just as somebody's been doing this for a while. You know, a lot of the coaches and stuff like that. We have this conversation about teaching our students on having these conversations as well as part of our sparring workshop is about how to have these conversations with other students. All right. So if you're interested in one of those conversations, I'm happy to, you know, you can probably get most of it from this podcast, but uh, happy to sit down and talk with you. Make sure to reach out to me on Instagram at Pu'u Muay Thai. Uh, you can also reach out to me on my personal Instagram at Jonathan Pu'u. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some value in this podcast. Very important. Super stoked. We have world champion uh, Muay Thai fighter uh, on here. That was freaking amazing. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of your day. So what do you cop? All right. That's it today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys are listening on iTunes, please go leave a review. It means the world to me. If you enjoy the content, if you like hearing about all stuff that has to do with Muay Thai and what we're doing, 